Okay, so the Gemara says that there are 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And these are the, called the 10 days of Tshuva. So the truth is there aren't really 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There's only seven. And we learned the last week that the meaning of 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur means that there are really different ways of counting the days of Hashani and Yom Kippur. You would count Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as part of the 10 days, because they are days of tshuva. And then there is something about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that is higher than being part of the 10 days of tshuva. And therefore it could be said that there are days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur have an element of being one of the 10 days of tshuva. And they have something higher in them that, that surpasses the days of tshuva. The main point of Rosh Hashanah is to crown Hashem as king, which is accomplished through the Shefer. And the main point of Yom Kippur is the atonement that happens by the very day itself, which is beyond Shuvah. Yom Kippur, because on Yom Kippur itself, without our Shuvah, Hashem reveals the connection that He has with us, that we are His children. Uh, therefore, Hashem forgives us. Our tshuva is only necessary to to make it Yom Kippur for us, to to have it this this love that Hashem wants to reveal to affect us as well. But it's not that our forgiveness stems from our tshuva; rather, the forgive, Hashem forgives us because of the bond we have with Him. Our tshuva just removes an obstacle. So there's. So besides the fact that Hashem and Yom Kippur have this unique element within them, there's also the element of tshuva that they have as one of the ten days of tshuva. We find that the tshuva of Hashem and Yom Kippur is different. It's a higher kind of tshuva. It's not connected with bitterness. It's not about being bitter for sins. Rabbi Manus Friedman, uh, he says, some people think Yom Kippur is a day if they think about every horrible thing you did in your life. What a terrible way to spend the holiest day of the year. It's not about being bitter and thinking about, about feeling terrible, whatever you've done. Rather, the emphasis of Yom Kippur is Simcha. Tshuva with Simcha. The truth is that Tshuva the whole year is with Simcha, but especially on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. On Rosh Hashanah, it's forbidden to say any um, confessions. Rosh Hashanah, you're not allowed to confess your sins. But even in Yom Kippur, when we are supposed to regret our sins and forget and 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 confess before Hashem, the altar the altar writes in Shulchan Aruch that someone who wears sackcloth as a as a way of tshuva. Some people used to wear sackcloth. Used to wear like garments that humbled themselves um, on the whole year. Zaltab says if you wear that sackcloth throughout the year on Yom Kippur you have to take it off. Why? Because it's a yantif. And a yantif to celebrate with beautiful clothing, with nice with, with, with nice clean clothing. So that means the tshuva of Yom Kippur cannot contradict the yantif element. And therefore you're not allowed, not, you're not allowed even though the whole year you may be allowed to wear the sackcloth as an expression of your tshuva, as an expression of your humility, but on the day of Yom Kippur you can't, because the tshuva of Yom Kippur cannot be a contradiction to the celebratory element of the day, the fact that it's a yantif. 
the obligation of Tshuva Yom Kippur is biblical. The obligation of wearing nice clothing on Yom Kippur is Divri Kabbalah. It's, it's not considered a biblical obligation, something less. So it would seem that the obligation of Tshuva would override the necessity to wear nice clothing. And the reason it doesn't is because why are we forgiven in Yom Kippur? It's not because of the bitterness and the, and the intense remorse we have. It's because this is the day when Hashem reveals His love for us. <clears throat> and therefore the tshuva of Yom Kippur is with joy. And so, so, so had Yom Kippur solely been be connected to um, the tshuva that we're doing, then perhaps the tshuva, if, you're, if your way of doing tshuva is with sackcloth, then that, that, that the, you're, you're wearing sackcloth may override the the necessity of wearing nice clothing on Yom Kippur. But because the, the reason we're forgiven is because of Hashem's love for us, not because of our tshuva. Our tshuva is just there to remove an obstacle from, for Hashem's love. So therefore, the, the tshuva element of Yom Kippur is not a contradiction. It is it, uh, not a contradiction to wearing nice clothing. You're supposed to wear celebratory garments Yom Kippur. It's a day we celebrate. Or in the language of... Um, Say for chesidim, tear your heart, not your clothing. So there is a element of tshuva, but the element of tshuva is not about an external um, putting yourself down and being bitter. It's on the contrary. The, the, the whole simcha of simchas tera is an expression of the simcha of yom kippur. So that Rizal says that anyone who does tshuva on each of the seven days between Hashem Yom Kippur is forgiven for any of the Averis they did those various days of the year. So today is, achieves atonement for all Sundays of the year. Shabbos achieves atonement for all Shabbos of the year. So each of the seven days between Hashem Yom Kippur achieves atonement for one of the seven day, days of the week. So, Lechera, where does Arizal get this from? How come Arizal says there are seven days of Shuvah? So according to what we said till now, we could explain this. The, the Gemara says there are ten days between Hashem Yom Kippur, emphasizing that the seven days in Hashem Yom Kippur are different than Hashem Yom Kippur, and they are unique in the fact that they have the element of tshuva. But Hashem Yom Kippur, number one, tshuva isn't their main, isn't the main thing about Hashem Yom Kippur, and number two, even the tshuva that's done in Hashem Yom Kippur is a higher kind of tshuva. So, the, so therefore, the Rizal says there are seven days of tshuva to Hashem Yom Kippur. Those are seven regular days of tshuva. But Hashem Yom Kippur, their main thing is in tshuva, and the, and the tshuva that's done on them is a higher kind of tshuva. I just want to qualify. You can't say the Yom Kippur um, is not a day of is, it, the, Listen to the words of the Rambam. The Rambam says, although tshuva and crying to Hashem is always good, but in the 10 days to the Yom Kippur, it is especially beautiful and impactful. And then the Ramam says, the day of Yom Kippur, the time of tshuva for everybody. It is a time of forgiveness. And therefore, everyone has to tshuva and confess in Yom Kippur. In the language of the Ramam, it seems that there's a bigger obligation to do tshuva in Yom Kippur more than any other day. So how can we say, that we just said till now, that tshuva is more emphasized in the seven days, to Hashem Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is more about Hashem forgiving us, and the tshuva is just there to remove the obstacle. The Ram doesn't say that. The Ram says the opposite. The Ram says there is an obligation to tshuva all seven days, but the number one obligation, when is, there, when is the big, big time of tshuva, that's Yom Kippur. 
you may want to say that the obligation of tshuva on Yom Kippur it's not, it's not because Yom Kippur is unique for tshuva rather it's a, it's a result of the fact that God forgives us in Yom Kippur since in Yom Kippur Hashem reveals the bond he has with us as a father to a child so therefore Hashem forgives us and since the Ramam says you can only be forgiven if you do tshuva so therefore you have to do tshuva in order to access Yom Kippur so it's not like the tshuva part is important it's the Yom Kippur part is important but you can't make a Yom Kippur just, just like you can't make a Yom Kippur for yourself by eating a Yom Kippur you also can't make a Yom Kippur for yourself without doing tshuva so maybe you might want to say that Ramam is saying it's really important to do tshuva otherwise it won't be Yom Kippur for you but it's difficult to say that in the language of the Rambam. Because the Rambam says Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva for everybody. It's a time of forgiveness. And that's why we have to do tshuva. It sounds like from the Rambam that the tshuva on Yom Kippur is not a result of something else. It sounds like that because this is a day when Hashem forgives us, that's why it's a time of tshuva. It, it, it's a time of tshuva, not just because it, 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 on Yom Kippur... It's right. The reason we have to do Tshuva Yom Kippur is not just because Hashem forgives us on this day, rather there's an intrinsic relationship between the day of Yom Kippur and Tshuva. And this also fits with the language of Rabbeinu Yena in Shari Tshuva. Rabbeinu Yena says, it's a mitzvah's asset, a positive mitzvah, to arouse your spirit to do Tshuva on Yom Kippur. So it sounds like from Rabbeinu Yena, there's a biblical obligation to do Tshuva specifically in Yom Kippur. So we have to say that although Yom Kippur is unique for tshuva, there's still a difference between the tshuva of the 10 days between your Shani Yom Kippur and the tshuva of Yom Kippur. And the unique responsibility we have to do tshuva on Yom Kippur is not connected with the special power of the 10 days, um, which Ramam says that during these 10 days our tshuva is accepted immediately, it's very powerful, it's very beautiful to do tshuva during these 10 days, it's, it's, it's especially powerful. That's not only the reason why I have to join Yom Kippur, um, as it's, it's also emphasized in the laws, uh, in the, the way the Rambam sets up the halachas on, uh, 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 in the Rambam. The Rambam says the, um, the obligation of Chua Yom Kippur in a law by itself. It doesn't put this together with all the other laws of, of the 10 days of Chua. So when we're talking about the 10 days of Yom Kippur as 10 days of Chua, so we specifically emphasize that there are seven days with Tino Shani Yom Kippur because the obligation of Shuvah Yom Kippur is something distinct. In other words, the fact that the ten days of Shuvah are unique days for Shuvah is because God is very close to us. And that's why, Hashem, that's why the Shuvah is very impactful and Hashem forgives us right away. But there's something higher about the closeness Hashem has with us on Shani Yom Kippur. On Shoshana, it's a time when we crown Hashem as our king and Yom Kippur, it's a day when Hashem forgives us. And, be- and besides all that, there's something unique on Yom Kippur, there's an obligation to actually do tshuva in a simple sense. So what is this? What is this unique? Besides the fact that, Hash- that th- there are 10 days of tshuva, that Hashem forgives us immediately because He's close to us. And besides the fact that this is t- something unique that happens in Yom Kippur, Hashem reveals a bond He has with us and it forgives us no matter what. Besides that, there's, something, there's a simple mitzvah on Yom Kippur to do tshuva in a simple sense for all wrongdoing. And to decide to do whatever Hashem wants from us. To arouse our spirit and the words of Rabbi Yehuda on Yom Kippur, do tshuva. So, what exactly happens on Yom Kippur that makes Yom Kippur a time for tshuva? What does that mean? So, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says says the words Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva for everybody. Now, 
the Ramam just finished off saying that although it should always do tshuva, should do tshuva in the ten days of tshuva. So how come the Ramam then, then can switches and says Yom Kippur is the time for tshuva? Which one is it? It sounds like Yom Kippur is the time for tshuva and the ten days aren't the time for tshuva. And the answer is like this. Tshuva is not a mitzvah that has a time. As soon as a person doesn't have veya right away, he has to do tshuva. As Ramam writes in the, in the um, title of the laws of tshuva, you have an obligation, as soon as a person does a mistake, to do tshuva. So it's not connected with any specific time. So why do we say there are times for tshuva? What do we mean when we say there's 10 days for tshuva? If, if I do a tshuva, if do an Aveya, if do tshuva right away the whole year, what do, I'm not supposed to wait for the 10 days. So it's not that there's another obligation to do tshuva uh, on, the, on these 10 days. Rather, what's powerful about these 10 days is that the tshuva is accepted. These 10 days, Hashem is close to us. So because Hashem is so close to us, therefore there is an additional power to tshuva because Hashem is close to us. What's unique about Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva. And everyone has to confess the tshuva in Yom Kippur because the time of Yom Kippur obligates tshuva. It's not only that during the 10 days tshuva is easier. Hashem helps you do tshuva during these 10 days. On Yom Kippur, the time itself is a time of tshuva. You hear so there's three different categories we spoke about. Number one, there is the obligation to do tshuva and never do avera. So in the time of tshuva, there's no time for tshuva. Then there is something else. Then there's a time when you want Hashem to forgive you, and Hashem especially forgives you and listens to you during ten days of tshuva. And then there's a third obligation. There is the time of tshuva. The time of tshuva, it's associated. Tshuva has a time, and that time is the time of Yom Kippur. And it's not because Hashem is close to us during these 10 days. On the contrary, the fact that Hashem is close to us on these 10 days expresses itself in something higher than tshuva. That's why Hashem forgives us, because of the bond He has with us. So the closest Hashem has with us is not the tshuva element. The closest Hashem has with us is the reason for He forgives us. But Yom Kippur has something else. Yom Kippur is the time for tshuva. So what is this obligation exactly? If a person doesn't have Aveira, you do a tshuva right away. So what do we mean when we say it's a time for tshuva? If I didn't have Aveira today, I'm not supposed to wait for Yom Kippur. So what do I mean when I say the Yom Kippur is a time for tshuva? It doesn't make sense. If tshuva, we just finished off saying Yom Kippur doesn't, the tshuva doesn't, has no time. So now we're saying, the Ramam is saying, no, there is a time for tshuva, it's Yom Kippur. Which one is it? So there's some achreinim that write that tshuva in general has no time. As long as you're alive, you have to do tshuva. And as long as you're alive and you didn't do tshuva yet, you still have a mitzvah that you haven't yet ignored. It's, it, there's a mitzvah, there's a positive mitzvah that it hasn't been omitted. If you've got to say Shema this morning and the time for Shema passes, you've missed the mitzvah of Shema. But as long as you're alive and, you're, and you haven't done tshuva yet, you have an obligation to do tshuva, you haven't, um, not, you haven't um, transgressed the obligation for tshuva. Only if a person passes away and didn't do tshuva, tshuva then, then they say that you have negated, you have, uh, you have transgressed this a positive mitzvah. But in Yom Kippur, there's a positive mitzvah to tshuva on this very day. And if you don't do tshuva on Yom Kippur, you are transgressing a mitzvah. That's how some achreinim explain this. So there's an obligation to tshuva to, in your lifetime, and you can do tshuva any day of your lifetime. And there's another obligation to tshuva on Yom Kippur. That's how some achreinim want to explain what's unique about Yom Kippur. But the Ram doesn't say that. 
The Rambam said Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva for every individual, for the community. And therefore everyone has to tshuva in Yom Kippur. The Rambam's emphasis, it seems, that there is a unique obligation to tshuva, more than the obligation of the whole year. And that's a Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva for everybody. Everyone has to tshuva this day. It's something that's unique to Yom Kippur. So what is this? What is the unique obligation of tshuva in Yom Kippur? So the answer is like this. During the whole year, my personal situation is what either obligates me to do tshuva or not. So I can't say that everyone has to do tshuva today because my situation may be I've done tshuva yesterday. It depends on whether I'm in a state that needs tshuva or not. Talking about the halachic element of tshuva, of course, the Gemara says, and the al emphasizes in chapter 31 in Tanya, that every mitzvah is supposed to be done with a feeling of tshuva, a feeling of coming closer to Hashem. But the obligation of tshuva, the simple obligation of tshuva, has to do with who I am and what's going on in my life. However, Yom Kippur, the time that we're in is the reason for tshuva. It's not about my personal situation, it's about the time. And automatically, this is irrelevant to everybody. It's a time of tshuva for everybody. It's an obligation that has to do with the time we're in now, and it doesn't have to do with your personal situation. But the question, though, is, as Yonatan is thinking, as he's rubbing his... Uh, <clears throat> the question, though, is, how can you say everyone's obligated to tshuva when tshuva is only relevant for a sin? So the Ramam answers this by saying that even if you've done, you've done tshuva last year, you have to do tshuva again this year. As it says in the Torah, my sins are always in front of me. And the Rambam says that there is no tzaddik in the world that only does good and never sins. So tshuva is relevant for everybody. And although I've been, I was forgiven last year, I again this year have to ask Hashem for forgiveness and I, and I do tshuva again for the same Averis I did last year. The uh, Alt Rebbe explains in Tanya that there are when a person does an Avera it affects every level of the soul so it's possible that I did Shuva last year but where I am up to, to this year I need Shuva again because I've reached a higher level but just from the halachic perspective if my obligation to Shuva is because of my personal situ- situation so if I already did the, if I already did Shuva for that sin I already um, I've done that with my obligation. So that's regarding the regular obligation of tshuva, which doesn't have a time. But in Yom Kippur, there's a, it's a time of tshuva. And everyone has to tshuva. If once in your life there was something that needs to be, that you need to tshuva for, and every Yom Kippur you have to tshuva for that thing again. Because my sins are, in the words of David Amalek, my sins are always in front of me. So therefore, everyone has to tshuva in Yom Kippur, not because of of new sins he hasn't done tshuva before but for the sins he's done already because well, now what's the reason for that the reason why you have to tshuva again for the sins you've already been for, you've already been forgiven for is because when you reach a higher level you need to you need on that higher level it's possible that an analogy I like is of a very clean white cloth that, that has a stain on it so you've cleaned the cloth, and now the stain is no longer noticeable. But if you bleach the cloth, then the stain will be noticeable. So in a similar way, if the person does tshuva, the person reaches a higher level, the tshuva he's done before, the, he's washed off the sin, but now he's, he's reached a higher level, so now the sin is noticeable on this higher level. 
So because of the level of Yom Kippur, every Jew is elevated. So although those things he's done tshuva for, he's been forgiven for, but now in the new state he's in right now, he require, this requires a higher, deeper level of tshuva. In other words, because in Yom Kippur, God lifts up everyone. So therefore, we have to do tshuva on things that happened before Yom Kippur. When we were on a lower level, so that was sufficient. But now in Yom Kippur, we reached a higher level, we have to... Re- it's similar to the laws of of, um, of an every day in our davening. Where do we say confession in davening? You only say confession after Shemana It would seem the time to do confessions before you begin davening. First, get rid of the negativity. Do, do First, confess your sins before you start davening. And then start davening. But instead, we only confess our sins after Shemana Why? Because the Altar says there's some things you don't realize that are mistakes until you're face-to-face with Hashem. You come face to face with Hashem, then you start realizing, then you look from a higher, deeper perspective. So what is it, Take, that makes him Kippur the time for Tshuva? Tshuva is above time. Tshuva is achieved in one moment. In a moment, a Yid is able to transform from an absolute Rasha to absolute Tzaddik. Tshuva in a moment fills all the blemishes in Hashem. Why is this? In the... Uh, in the passage of Talmud that we learned a couple times already, the soul that sins, does not, this guy does an Avera, his Neshama does an Avera, he doesn't know what to do, so what does Neshama do? He goes to wisdom, what should I do? Wisdom says you need to die, he says prophecy, what should I do? Prophecy says you need to have pain. He goes to Torah, what should I do? Torah says bring a sacrifice, and finally comes to God and says, God, what should I do? I've done a sin, and God says do tshuva. So we learned that the answers of Torah, wisdom, prophecy, are the way Hashem contracts Himself to various levels of godliness, so where, where Hashem expresses Himself in a more limited way, and therefore the tshuva isn't as impactful. But if you want to talk about the way tshuva is associated with God Himself, so tshuva is beyond time, tshuva is no limitation. And therefore, as soon as you do tshuva, you're forgiven. So when the neshama asks Hashem, what should I do? When the neshama is connecting to Hashem Himself, so Hashem says, just do tshuva. The... And, 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 and reflecting our, reflecting that level of tshuva in ourselves, there is tshuva which comes from the neshama itself, which is always complete. And therefore, when I do tshuva, I'm able to rectify any blemishes in the other parts of my neshama. So tshuva is above time the whole year. On Yom Kippur, there's something more. On Yom Kippur, it's a time for tshuva. Yom Kippur causes that all the Jewish people are considered like angels. So it's not only above time, Yom Kippur lifts us up and tells us to act like angels. Yom Kippur lifts up the time and makes the time a time of tshuva. In other words, ordinarily we say tshuva is something which is lofty, which is higher, which is transcendent, which is above time. Yom Kippur is called achas Bashana. It's called one time of the year. It's something that, although it is above time, it connects with time. Yom Kippur is Yechida, it's Esses and Neshama. Yom Kippur is a one-day holiday which emphasizes it's above divisions, above limitation. As the Alter Rebbe says, that just like the holiday of Shavuos is one day, why is it one day? Because Shavuos is a holiday that is about God giving us the Torah, it's above any kind of definition. So too, the one singular day of Yom Kippur emphasizes that there's something that is transcendent here, beyond time, and yet it's coming into time. So the very time of Yom Kippur is a vessel for this 
infinite thing, the tshuva. Ordinarily, tshuva is above time, it's not part of time. But Yom Kippur is a vessel, the day of Yom Kippur itself, just like we wear white and we act like angels and we say Baruch Shem out loud on Yom Kippur. Because on this time we're like Malachim. So on Yom Kippur, Hashem allows us here in this world to experience something of a different world. The time of Yom Kippur itself is able to contain in it this infinite element of Shuvah. So in short, what we uh, learned today is number one, that the reason we're forgiven in Yom Kippur is because of Hashem's love for us and therefore Yom Kippur is a yantif and it's not associated with our uh, bitterness, it's associated with our joy and bonding with Hashem. Of course, there has to be regret for mistakes and a resolve for the future, but the overwhelming element of Yom Kippur is the joyous bond of a Jew with Hashem and therefore we have to wear yantif clothing. Number two, we learned that Yom Kippur is called a time for tshuva, and we analyze what's the meaning of the time for tshuva. L'chera, tshuva has to be done as soon as you do a mistake. And we answered that it's true that tshuva has to be done whenever you do a mistake, but even if you've done tshuva already, Yom Kippur, Hashem lifts us to a higher place, and at this higher place, Hashem asks, this higher level we're on requires a deeper level of tshuva. And number three, the third point we mentioned that was concluded with is that Hashem fuses together something otherworldly, something infinite, into the finite world that we're in. Hashem brings what Shuva is, this infinite bond with Hashem, which is higher than time, and, and, and is able to achieve the transformation of a Rosh Hashanah instantaneously, and Hashem gives that to us in the every moment of Yom Kippur. The time itself is a time which has this infinite energy of Shuva. Any questions, comments? Yonatan's looking out the window, thinking. Okay. Chol Mordechai is, is parked. Baruch Hashem. Any questions or comments? All right. Mark Simateva Nachamendel. Mark Simateva Yonatan. Mark Simateva Mechol Mordechai. Mark Simateva Rebberl. Afril Chinyantiv. We should celebrate in Shalayim with Mashiach Sakenu. And not after fast. Mashiach comes at this moment. There's no fast. Because just like when the base Mishnah was built, it was a seven-day celebration. No fast. Mashiach comes now. We just celebrate. No fasting. Either way, Chashem Mashiach is delayed. The Rebbe says the fast itself gives a yid life. It's not that we're abstaining from life on Yom Kippur, it's abstaining from energy. The, on Yom Kippur, the Abishur energizes us with the fast itself, with the true of Yilah.